Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Call Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles P, the Ghost. This is Absol. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is a show that you come up on, yeah. This is a spot that you come up strong. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chudder. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my guest today is Flex the Antihero. He's back after a lengthy hiatus. His new album is called Bone Rebels, and he's been through a lot. He lost a close friend, and he's been struggling with his own inner demons. He feels that this album, Bone Rebels, is his best work yet. And in our interview, we discuss why he likes depressing music, what he's currently inspired by, and why he considered himself a Bone Rebel. Flex the anti-hero on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Salem came out in 2014. Born Rebels is out right now. Yeah, as of what? Last week? Last Thursday? October 2016 for these people. So a couple years, man. And uh, what happened in between? Man, like I was doing music and Born Rebels, I think, has changed form like four or five times. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not what it was originally, but like the themes and the concepts were kind of there, but it's like the music was completely different as far as the sound and trying to find exactly where I wanted to go and what I wanted to incorporate. And yeah, man, like a good homie of mine and he passed away and that kind of threw me off a little bit. So I don't know. It just made me start thinking about everything. Cause it's like, it just, it kind of signaled like you're not always, you don't, you're not guaranteed anything, man. I wouldn't get it, but I bet you want a piece. Never let him get ahead of me. Now I see what it means to be a fucking winner. Got a couple sinners with me, and I'm living in a dream. You, you can see me right in front of you. Said I'll take what I want, then I got it like that. I'm on a mission with a vision. Never did I want to fit So at that point, that, that actually kind of helped me step up and say, you know what? If I'm going to do this, man, let's just like do it now. Like you have to do it now instead of sitting on it and saying, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And you know what I mean? There's Sometimes there's not a tomorrow. I wasn't not doing anything. It's just I was. I don't think what I was making was exactly the way I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then, again, you know, I tell people it wasn't two years to make what I put out. It was two years of trying to find what I wanted to put out. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of music. It's just I didn't know how I wanted to present it. And once I did, it, it was very quick. Like, it started coming very quick, so... I'd say in terms of inspiration, in terms of a yeah. message, in terms of something that's worthwhile for people to take in. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like yeah. that and yeah, just as far as even the aesthetic, like the image and everything I wanted to put out there instead of, you know, I, I don't really find the need to try to fit in with any anybody. Like, what's the point, right? I feel like most of the artists I like are kind of the ones that try to stand out. Not try to stand out, but just do and don't really fit because at least you find some sort of honesty in that. And that's, uh, is that what basically, so the album's called Born Rebels? Is yeah. that what that means? Like, What's the title? Yeah, Born yeah. Rebels kind of, if you listen to a lot of the concepts of the records, the themes are kind of more catered to not the people that, you know, for example, the song One Night is kind of like talking about a one night stand and you know that you're no good for this person. So it's kind of saying, please don't bother getting close. It's The whole song is trying to sell myself, not for the person, but against myself. And I feel like that's more of a, 
quote-unquote rebel attitude a lot of the songs deal with just themes that everyone deals with in life but maybe more some would deem not standard you know what i mean so some of us were just born born rebels we don't want to follow suit we don't want to do things according to whatever was planned hundreds of how long how how many years ago like 80 years ago just you know the white picket fence the kid the marriage the this and that you know, it's not for everybody. All right, so you made uh, a statement when you released this album. I'm going to read that. So quoting you, I guess I could take the typical approach on selling myself, but I've never felt comfortable in doing so. I could also cater to what I think you may want to hear, but I would feel too forced. I figured the best way to explain would be to keep it simple and let you take what you will from it. This is lust, love, loss, and self-reflection. It's dedicated to the dreamers, the hopefuls, and the relentless. I truly hope you find yourself somewhere in these records. This is Born Rebels. Why did you write this? I look at artists like I look I, Lupe Fiasco. I was always a fan of him because he always seemed to have like a when he put out something he had it like a mission statement. You know what I mean? Like something that really represented what the album was. And I feel like my album came from that statement in a sense like it was very easy to put that together and say you know this is the best way to sum up my project and where I was coming from without anyone even having to hear anything I wanted people to feel like you know I didn't really I put myself out there I didn't really hold back and I feel like everybody could relate to some shit on there in in some sort of sense you know what I mean and just to let people know like if you do feel that way you're not alone you know so you say if you were not a bone rebel if you were uh, a follower and just you know if you're a sellout yeah. what would that be it wouldn't what be, would that look like <laughs> it wouldn't even be like a like a sellout thing it would just be more me doing things I don't want to do like I could easily go you know M. Mac Emerson just give me a bunch of trap beats and I'm just gonna write the most generic stuff not to say that I don't love that music but at least I feel like the artists I like that do that it comes from like an honest place you know what I'm you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. for me to come out and do that it would kind of be foolish and I, I feel like I can see you can see through an artist when they're reaching and when they're not you know what I mean I can feel it like yeah. I know when an artist is just uh, they're like oh okay well there there's the the trap record you know like yeah I mean I feel like even Prey has a trap sound to it but it has a real sinister vibe to it like there's a lot of me in it you know so yeah that I guess that would be my most modern sounding but it wasn't like we didn't go in with the intention to say we're gonna do a record about a girl we're gonna do a record about we're gonna make a trap record it just wasn't I don't go in with those kind of thoughts I kind of go in with more of a overall like an overall statement like born right like what you just read you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I kind of try to build around that Mm -hmm. so because yeah, because there's a lot of people that sounding like each other nowadays yeah. on SoundCloud, and it's it's kind of crazy, and especially the sing rap thing that everybody's yeah. doing. That um, yeah, I, and I find that sometimes those artists who say are following or whatever, like there's always going to be rappers who come out of nowhere that ride a wave, and in the meantime, people can enjoy it, but they know that this per- they could c- c- care less if this yeah. person is gone a year, two well, years later. Yeah, it's just, it's a matter of, every, I think they're just oversaturating, like, they're just beating, beating the dead horse, I guess, you know? Like, I look at artists, who am I a fan of? Like, Travis Scott, I'm a huge fan of, but I feel like he at least innovates the the sound. Like, he's took it initially for what it was, and kind of built it into a whole new thing. Young Thug, I think, is one of the most interesting artists out there. You know, and it's 
sometimes people take that kind of weird because they say, you know, you're lyrical and this and that. But I try to tell people, like, if I'm going out, I'm going to a bar, I'm having, you know, some whiskeys or whatever. I don't want to be educated, man. Like, I don't want to be <laughs> sitting there trying to, like, oh, you know, what's the concept of this record? I want to not think. And that's why I feel like all music is kind of needed, you know? But You're saying all types of different music. Yeah, yeah. There's different moments for everything. Yeah, totally. And yeah. that's what I mean. I, I hate I hate more than anything. Actually, I just it disgusts me when people are just on this whole, you know, that's not real hip hop. This isn't it's real to whoever thinks it's real. You know, if that's what you like, that's what you like. Why how who are you to just bash someone's opinion? It's just mm. corny and lame. Makes mm. you sound grumpy, you know? Mm. I listen to everything, man. Like I if I played you some of the metal and stuff I listen to, you'd cringe. You know, but it's like it's what I like and I get something from it. Otherwise, why would I listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Is there different types of music you like to listen to when you go to the club? It's like you don't want to think. When does metal come on? Is it when you're... <laughs> metal? <laughs> uh, driving, I guess. Um, I like the way it comes it comes across on vinyl, too. Like, I like... I feel like rock records and stuff, just because a lot of bands I like, or even older records that are metal, or a lot of it was recorded, like, analog, so it sounds good on, good on vinyl. Like... Mm-hmm. I don't have too many, to be honest. Like I, I, I buy a lot of hip hop, but it's usually digital. Cause I mean, I'm not gonna get anything out of the vinyl from that, mm-hmm. except like artists like Danny Brown. Anything with dense production, I like to have on vinyl. Like something you can hear, you know. Like I'm a huge fan of uh, Death Grips. I don't know if you've heard of them, but mm-hmm. their stuff. I have everything they put out on vinyl that I can get my hands on. So, yeah, metal around the house. Like I'm sure my, you know, my neighbors probably think I'm a fucking lunatic, but it's all good. Like. You know, they hear everything. They're they're probably like this guy's pretty uh he's got a pretty eclectic taste, so. Mm-hmm. And you dedicated the album to Dreamers, the Hopefuls and the Relentless. Yeah. Why? Just because man, I feel like there's nothing worse and I you know, you hear of it is someone stifling any one of those types of people. Like even when I was growing up, you know, my parents they kind of got it, but they didn't they get it more now now that they see there's like product and but at that age I get it you know you worry about what your kid's doing but you can't like I was saying to you earlier if you have a a, like a left brain way of living and you try to you know push that person in a direction that they're not meant to be in you could like totally throw their whole life off you know it's it there's nothing worse I think than holding a creative mind down or putting them in a situation where it just it's not for them I, I just don't feel like it's healthy and I feel like that could cause some serious you know mental problems I like I don't know I'm not a doctor but I, I mean it's not I don't think anyone should not at least pursue even if they have to do something they don't want to do at least pursue what you want to do in some form or otherwise it's just you're not living man you know so that that's why I dedicated it to that it's like mm-hmm. it's okay to you know dream and stuff man like if you don't have dreams, what's what's the point? What, well, what is did you ever have those influences or people who wanted you to take a certain lane or certain well, yeah, path or your parents, right? Like yeah. they do, but they didn't like they didn't stifle my creativity. They always kind of encouraged it. They thought it was cool, right? Like I, I used to play like drums and bands and stuff. Like I was totally into it in every aspect, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like for writing, like even hip hop, I started writing just writing, just not even. I guess I don't want to say like it. poetry. Yeah, yes, yeah. just just thoughts, man. Like just letting it go and started forming it into something, you know. And I was like, wow, this is actually halfway decent. And then yeah, like I would say, 
honestly, man, with no, you know, holding back, I think I'm one of the better writers out right now. Like, I, I can put together pretty good records, you know what I mean? So where would you put yourself in the dreamers, the hopeful, the re- relentless? What do you consider yourself? Are you jaded a little bit? Are you, like, yeah. are you a cynic? Are you, what, where are you? Oh, dude, I'm, <laughs> as, as much as I am every single one of those, I'm yeah. also kind of like a realist and not, I guess that's not fair, but maybe I guess I'm pessimistic at times, but it's just, it, it just hurts to see sometimes how artists of such good, like such caliber, like good caliber just don't get their just due. And, you know, sometimes maybe it's because they don't have a relationship with such and such or, you know, they don't have a PR agent or, you know what I mean? I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of sad. I hate it because I feel like it, it really can throw an artist to the point where they don't want to do it anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, and then you look, you look at some sites and it's like, man, they're doing a story on, you know, whatever color a dude dyed his hair in the hip hop game. And it's like, man, do you know that there's like some of the best music out right now that you're just not putting on and you're wasting a whole space on this crowd? You know what I mean? that kind of bothers me so that jades me like in a in a sense so i mean i still it is what it is and i know when it comes down to it they want the clicks and this and that but mm-hmm. I, so i guess what's your relationship to you are a canadian rapper you're in this industry that is very sometimes depressing yeah. and like what is your relationship with the with the industry and also like uh you know what are your hopes yeah i don't know i don't know what my relationship is with the like i mean You've known me for. You're not really an industry guy. I don't think. Like you're not like no, in terms no. of like you don't you're not at these industry parties uh, like that. I like mean, I don't think. I know. Like, I mean, I wasn't more so because I didn't have anything out, and I just don't feel like being out trying to gas up a record that's been out for two years. You know what I mean? So you'll see me more now, but yeah. I like to go in my little. I just it's not. I like real shit around me. Like I like real people, and I'm not to say that there isn't because I know a lot of really dope people, and especially people that have supported me in the industry. You being one of them. Um. So yeah, you you can't just totally knock it and say there's no good people in the industry because there is a lot, and I think I feel like in Toronto too, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people putting on for the city and trying to help out with what they have, like what resources we have, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of powerful females too, You're seeing a lot of that, and I, that's that's pretty dope because they seem to be really be pushing for our city, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of these people who's trying to help you out is Brendan Hugo, you know, like uh, you know, he's been smash mouth. Yeah. Uh so um how does he help you out and what does he do for you and what is your relationship with him like? And who is he to the people who don't know you? Oh, Mr. Mr. Suge White. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a uh, my manager as well as uh Dylan Ponders and Jimmy B and Set. He's uh yeah, he's also well you've known him for a minute. So he he does a lot of booking and he brings a lot of tours to uh the city. A lot of artists that I feel he kind of broke out here in a sense. Like I think he brought Kendrick with Absol and Schoolboy Q, I think for their first time ever in Canada, which was that's like crazy foresight, you know? What I mean? Like I just can't even I couldn't grasp that whole thing thinking that they would be what they are now. So he 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 loves music and he he is very good with the business to the point you know he handles a lot of stuff that he knows I don't want to deal with. He kind of wants me to just focus on the music and he motivates me to just, you know, stay positive and not be a fucking downer like I can be, you know. Mm-hmm. I cuz I can be. I know it and I'm you know, I got I'm just busy, man. I got a lot on my mind and it's he kind of keeps me just like level. Mm-hmm. 
And I know I probably drive nuts and he'll probably tell you that, but that's cool because at least we got the project out and it's here and it's came out last week and everybody should fucking get it. Another uh, uh, another person is M Mac. Who who is he in, in in your life? The beat god. Yeah, M Mac. The beat god. The beat god. Yeah. M Mac. He's just man. F- music aside, he's just he became like a really good friend of mine. Um, he is definitely definitely one of the people that helped mold my sound as well as um, Emerson Emerson Brooks. Um, I don't think I'd want to do a project without input from that guy. Like he's just. He gets exactly where I want to go. He's easily one of the biggest motivators in me continuing to do anything in music. Um, we have, like, we come up, we plot on different ways we're going to roll out future music. Like, we, we're still working on a lot of stuff. Um, we got something really cool planned. Uh, it's no point in even talking about it now because it's far away, but it's going to be very unorthodox. Like, I'll, ta- I'll tell you later. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's just... Man, I couldn't imagine not working with like I feel like he has a hand in everything I do. So, yeah, he's he's very dope. And he just uh he just landed a spot on the new Riff Raff tape. Did you, did you hear that yet? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Um yeah, he's on the new yeah, he's on the new uh Riff Raff album and he did that record months 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 ago and we didn't know if it was going to end up and he didn't even tell him. It just came out and it was there. So, I'm happy for him, man. It's good to see him getting his shine, you know, cuz he's never I've never heard that guy be negative and I need people like that around me. So, mm. so I'm forever grateful. That's my dude forever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Emerson Brooks, like I go way back with him. I've had him on the radio show in London, like years ago yeah. when he had a group called press play lifestyle yeah. group. Yeah, I Durham. I think he's from Durham, Durham region. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you link up with him? And like, who is he? Emerson is, um, man, he's, as you know, I think he is, he could be up there with like the weekends, the P and D's of our city. Like he's that good, man. And I know people might not, they might not get that yet, but they will. Cause I've heard everything. Like, as I'm sure you've heard, he's one of those guys that's just like a basement dweller, man. He's just working, 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 sitting on records and he's played me some stuff. I'm like, this is better than 90% of the R and B I'm hearing. And he produces, he mixes, he writes, um, sings obviously um he wrote i think he did a lot of writing on the new bobby valentino project so Mm -hmm. he's written for yeah a lot of big artists that you i don't know if we're even allowed to talk about i don't know if it was a ghost writing or what but i think he's got i think he's got some credits for juno here and there Mm -hmm. so yeah he's he's super talented we we kind of just met from being in the same like durham region and yeah i'm one of the few rappers i think he likes working with he sees a lot in me and I'm grateful for it, man, because he, he, man, he makes some crazy stuff happen with my records. So, so he mixed the project and then we had, um, Evan Miles from, uh, Post Office Sound. Mm-hmm. Just, um, you know, the studio, amazing studio, amazing people. Shout out to like Lynn, Riley, Chris, everybody there, super dope people. Um, so he mastered it and got it all together. So I, the, the record sounds like insanely crisp. So, mm. So it's looking like, you know, just a couple of these people I've talked to you about right now, like uh, the people around you make a huge difference. And if it wasn't for them, then you don't know probably what you'd be at right now, right? I don't know, man. I'd probably be like, I'd probably have like a big dirty beard and like a weird shoegaze band or something. I don't know. Like, you know, that super ambient weird. I don't know. Who knows, man? Like, I wouldn't even count that out. Who knows? Maybe I'll do that one day. Like, I'm just at this point now, I'm just so comfortable with me and where I'm at that like I'm not I'm willing to just do anything like we have a record um 
coming out. We're we're putting out a video. I don't know when this is going to air, but we're putting out a video shortly for Prey. That's uh pretty cool. I'm not doing performance in my videos anymore. I've kind of done with that. What do you mean? I just I don't like performance videos. <laughs> oh, you mean like standing in front of cameras, hang signs, and I've like? Kinda, yeah, yeah. I've kind of just gotten to the point where I just want like the video to be more of like an artsy display of just kind of like the vibe of the record, right? So we did that with Stick Up Kids and Prey is kind of it's very not similar at all in the same you know concept, but it's very just visually cool. And then I have a record coming out with like an indie folk band called Birds of Bellwoods who they have a pretty good following. So that's coming out the week after and that song is called Grey Ghost and that's produced by M-Mac and them. And I know it sounds weird when I, you know, say indie rock band or indie folk band, but man, this I wish this out al- this song was on the album. Like I wish it was done when the album was done because it's fucking probably one of my favorite records I've done. Mm. It's incredible. It would seem to me like you having the metal and the rock uh, influence and hip hop, like you would be probably one and like your flow being crazy that you like if you wanted to work with more of those artists that you probably stand out even more because not a lot of, you know, maybe the average rapper may, you know, have those type of, you know, sensibilities. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. I'm totally open for that. Like anybody who, you know, would love to do that. I'm totally for it. Like we're doing... um. I want to announce the date, but we're doing, we're going to do a Born Rebels party for this, and it's going to be at Post Office Sound, and I'm performing with, like, a five-piece band, so we're doing, like, records from Born Rebels, um, from Salem, and we're going to throw in a couple covers, like, covers, so I think we're doing something from Rage Against the Machine, who I'm, like, that, that, see, that's the ideal, if I wasn't doing straight hip-hop, I want to do something like that, you know, very, like, something to fuel you, and, you know, very angry and aggressive. I like that. I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you can only go so far in hip hop with that. I mean, with the exception of yeah. a few, like I said, I don't know what people think of someone like, uh, like Death Grips because they're very polarizing. I think you either like it and understand it or you hate it and just don't get it. Mm-hmm. But I like, that's what I like. I like the aggression and it's kind of hip hop, but it's kind of not. And yeah, I'm, I'm totally down to do that. I don't want to make any records that sound the same anymore. Like, I don't want, I want you to hear it and be like, whoa, that that was a different, he was in yeah. a different period at that point. Like, wh- what the hell was that, you know? And I, I think, I think when you think about like how saturated and how much music there is out there, yeah. like when you have a twist like that, it's yeah. just like you just stand out way more and it's. And I think, you know, you know, I could probably pull something like that off, you know? Right. And that's, that's kind of what me and Mac have been discussing, discussing. We're just like, let's just go fucking out there. Let's just do whatever you know like don't hold back let's not try to do anything that feels like we need to do it and i think we're gonna i think whatever i do next is gonna be something crazy but i I feel like i want to do just eps from now on and not an album until it makes complete sense like if you know if there is like money thrown at (laughs) thrown at the project or whatever i just feel like people's attention span and i mean it's been said a million times but people's attention spans not as you know, long as it used to be. I still like full albums. Like, I mean, I listen to a lot of psych rock and, you know, songs that are like nine minutes long. And it's, to me, I'm I'm cool with that, but I get that not everybody's into that. So why not just, you know, put your best records into a thought, almost like a thought, and just put it out there and then do another five records in a complete, you know what I mean? Just a piece of where you're at at the moment 
and yeah just don't don't drag it out because people won't remember it in like two weeks hmm. you know uh so you dedicated this album to the memory of michael lawson he yeah. passed at 26 years old yeah. and uh you you, t- you kind of mentioned him a little bit earlier but i want to know more about him and and what happened and what his passing meant to you yeah he he was uh the thing is, he grew up in Durham too, and we—he was always like a big fan of everything going on there. Like, in everyone in the music scene, he was always like supporting and coming out. And like, I didn't know him at that point, and then we got to know each other. And just down the road, he started. We we were rehearsing. He was going to be the drummer for my live sets. We were gonna. The plan was initially to have, um, you know, Creamy shout out Creamy, the DJ, and um, throw a drummer in the mix kind of like a lot of people have done it you know like Travis Barker or such and such but there was just an energy about him and what he was doing and we were kind of like the same person you know just like a couple crazy tattooed white guys that you know wanted to, wanted to bring something new to the table man and yeah he's just I don't know I don't really want to you know discuss the passing it's like it's just not my point to do that but he just yeah I, I don't think he realized near the end like the lasting impression he had as far like I, I hold on to a few texts in my phone still, which is kind of weird. But just really inspirational stuff, you know. That he was kind of like when I said I don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And he's, he's like, you know, you left a, you, you put something out there. You left your mark, man. Just don't. What would you do without music? And he's like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't not do music, you know. So it kind of took reading that, or at least remembering that, a couple times to kind of, you know, get back into it. So yeah, he was a huge influence. Man, it would if you go look at the video for Violet, he's actually drumming in that video, and he he kind of saw that a few days before he passed. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, he's he was a he was a really dope dude, man. And not just for me, like everybody in Durham and stuff knew him, and all the crew. Like he just didn't have a bad bone in his body, you know. And everybody, yeah, everybody had love for him. I never heard anyone talk down about him, which is very rare, you know, because I'm sure me and you we, there's probably tons of people that you could probably find one person that's talking bad about your back you know behind your back but yeah no he just he was full of love man so it's yeah it was, it was sad so i dedicated it to him he had a lot he had a lot to do with like i think i wanted to incorporate him more on the project as far as more live instrumentation but yeah we didn't get to it you know but i wanted to finish the project so you said you were feeling like an uninspired or you wanted to like give up music like when did that happen it's just yeah. it's not that it's just it's just you get to the point where it's how much good material can you put out to where you just don't know how to get it to the next and it's not that the music's not there because we've talked about other Toronto artists there's so many dope artists man and they just don't the exposure is just not there for them and I just I find it criminal because there's a lot of dudes that I think in the city if here's how I explain it to people it's like if you took an artist that's popping now and the person that maybe is getting slept on, if they gave that record to that person and recorded it the same, people would be like, oh, that's the greatest record I've ever heard. But, you know, to me, I'm hearing these songs from people that aren't out there. And it's like, to me, that's some of the greatest material I've heard. You know, like there's so many dope MCs in this city, man. Like, And not only just dope MCs, but for their lane. You know, like you have a dude who's kind of more throwback like you got like rich kid and like you know junior and they got that old school like feel good you know sound and they're dope producers you have 
like a lyricist like Adam Bomb or Tona, and they're those dudes. Like Adam Bomb says shit that blows my mind, right? And it's just like, man, if these guys could just be elevated, and I'll, I'll put myself in there as well, man. Like I feel like I'm offering something different. I think my flow is like crazy. Like the, I'm not gonna sit here and say I used to just say not say anything, but man, it's you can't deny that, you know. And I feel like I just wish that it was elevated a little more. And I don't know if that's to blame by any person or, you know, I don't want to burn any bridges or anything. Like, I don't know if that's what it is, or it's just Toronto as a whole. We're just not big enough yet. Like we don't have that big impact. I mean, we, we have the biggest artist impact, obviously Drake. Right. But I feel like maybe the rest of the structure is not there. I don't know. So, I mean, we're not that big when you look at it, Canada as a whole, even like, you can go to a state and have more people. There's more people in Cali, and then it's in Cali, right? So, and I feel like we may maybe sometimes we expect too much more, but we don't realize how small of a percentage we are. But regardless, man, Toronto has like some of the best artists, R&B singers, like rock bands. It's just incredible, man. Like you, you could literally go out any day of the week and go to like a dive bar and find probably one of the most talented people you, you know. And it's just. It's a shame, man. I wish, I wish, and I hope that it it changes. So you quit smoking? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. What's that like? It's good, man. I can breathe. It's it's crazy how like quickly you notice it, you know. So yeah, I d- honestly I did it because now performing with the band, I don't I don't do that shit with like the backtrack and like I don't rap over. Oh, like, what is your? <laughs> Everybody's doing that right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends. I I, I don't knock it because there's some artists that are up there going nuts you know like you can't physically do that that's why i don't knock the same thing with like certain pop stars if they're up there dancing their ass off like you can't fault them but if you're doing nothing and you just stand in there then no i don't what's the point you know i don't want to hear your cd or your i want to i want to hear you perform right and for me i can't do that because if i'm using a band like i'm just out there man like (laughs) you mess up you that's it you know but no i did it for that because I, i found like when we were rehearsing i was running out of breath and I was starting to get really bad I was getting to like you know four or five packs a week and that's Shit. that's like instant death you know and then I was looking like my, my grandfather died of cancer at like 66 man so it's not I don't want to go that route and I just yeah just cold turkey man I just said you know what I'm just gonna stop and I just stopped there was a couple of days I was like fiending out though it's when you when you have that sip of whiskey or a beer and it's just that's that's the first thing, right? So yeah, I feel good, man. I feel like it's good not having. I don't like having vices. I don't like or I like having. I like my vices when I can control them. I don't like things that control me, mm. and I'm not a fan of that. And I think that's why it was easier for me to quit, knowing that I just don't want something in control of me. That goes for like people, you know, cigarettes. So yeah. Um, what conti- What's inspiring you, Flex? What's inspiring me right now? Yeah this uh just what's inspiring me right now is just man I've kind of taken more time to just appreciate the people you know that I do have in my life and just the scene and how crazy it is to actually be just alive man like you know like I don't you don't really think about it when you wake up but every day you wake up is like that you didn't need to you know like it's not guaranteed right so I'm just trying to be less pessimistic and a little bit more optimistic and just kind of you know find I always like would dwell on the bad things and instead of finding some sort of good in it you know like I don't know man it's, it, it can drive you fucking insane and it's like do I really want to do that to myself 
so yeah that's inspiring just the seeing people around me winning like you know we have a photographer uh you know maggie maggie elizabeth she just watching her growth in the last year um you know drea she was these are all people that were down with smash mouth and they've just kind of like elevated in their own right right like drea with rap season and stuff it's crazy man like i like seeing people around me win that i know have the same hunger right and in turn we we all win because you know the album cover was shot by maggie a year ago i don't she just got her camera and now she's doing like everything right so it's cool man like having a hand from everybody that is all going for the end goal of just being happy is dope you know so that's inspiring to me and i feel like now that I'm kind of thinking more like that, music's coming a little easier. I mean, my music's always kind of dark, but that's that's who I am, man. And I like I I I like dark music. Like I like depressed depressing music makes me happy for some reason because I find it's just it's so honest, man. Like I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that sounds weird or what. It does sound weird. It's like something refreshing or yeah, therapeutic like, or I just feel like when people make music in in that state, it, it's just it's so real like there, there's more i don't know it's just it's real there's emotion in it you know they there there's happiness of them getting it out of their system right like when i listen to born rebels it's it's almost like grabbing something off my back and going you know throwing the shit away it's like oh cool man like that's that's fucking gone you know let, let's go back and do some new shit and that's mm-hmm. kind of yeah i just i like that kind of music man i just like honest music and just yeah that's kind of where i'm at so you you like it because it's honest, um, and it's also kind of like um, it's a release. Yeah, and it's relatable. Like I kind of, you know, I get. A, I, and I mean, there's certain things about you can take from rock music and hip hop, and they just speak to different audiences. And I I I don't know, man. I just I, I feel like I can't grab everything from one genre. You know, like I just don't know how people do it. And like I would like to be able to just you know stick to one thing but the bonus is is that when hip-hop's falling off and there's just nothing out that's good i at least have something else to go to you know it's same way with rock when rock's like stale as fuck i can just you know i'm like oh shit what's out in hip-hop that i miss you know so mm-hmm. with the exception of you know crossover groups like who do it all like the roots who, i'm excited because they got a new album coming out and tribe too that's pretty dope anything else that you wanted to say to the people out there man who are listening uh yeah man just i want you to yeah check out born rebels man there's a lot of i think there's a lot of stuff that you know people don't really understand when someone makes a project like the intricacies of you know certain instrumentation like we had uh my dude jesse klein he's in the band when i perform live he um he added a lot of guitars and like a lot of you know piano synth and all that and emerson as well man like you listen to a song like one night that whole intro like the structure of my songs man they're just not it's not just like the beat starts the beat starts and then boom rap and then stop you know there's you know bongo hand drum intro no beat beat drops beat falls out beat change you know what i mean and it took us a we did that consciously we wanted to make an experience you know everything down to the track list down to the artwork like yeah you you have to check it out man because you know i i put i try to put everything I can even till it drains me completely into the project because I feel like the artists I'm the biggest fan fans of they did that you know so yeah man check Born Rebels out now everywhere. you're happy with this record oh yeah okay. totally yeah I, it just it made me feel like 
it just put me on another level where I'm more confident and yeah it's like we've already and I mean this album's been done for a minute like you guys don't even realize that so it's I'm already I got like nine ten records solid records that I'm already sitting on now so you're gonna hear there's not gonna be like that two year gap anymore you're gonna pretty much see me a lot and I'm hoping so you're still inspired you're still excited about making more new music probably more so now than ever because now I'm just surrounded by people that get it and I'm comfortable with where I'm at like from everything you know like looking like I you know you know how surprising it is some sometimes people see see me like you know obviously they can't see me right now but they're like oh you rap I'm like they're like I thought you were in like a fucking rock band I'm like nah man and then when they hear it they're like holy shit, shit. you know like that's crazy and that's just being a student of the music man like you know I don't just cause I don't dress a certain way or you know it probably go both ways but I mean a lot of the a lot of metal dudes like like my music too right like they they find something i guess it's kind of like when you look at an artist like danny brown how he is so crossover to me like you know i know dudes that are metalheads like fucking just straight metal and they love danny brown you know because it's just i think everyone just likes an honest artist and that's what i'm trying to be man so the shit is fucking toxic the shit is fucking toxic Born Rebels everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, all that goodness. And I think you will see some vinyl in the future. It's just pressing is very tedious and annoying. Pleasure, brother. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Flex the Anti-Hero. His album, Born Rebels, it is out right now anywhere you listen to music. SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. And yo, if you're just tuning into the Come Up Show podcast and if you haven't subscribed already, we're everywhere. Make sure you do that and check out their previous interviews, man. A lot of great interviews. I recommend the Boy Wanda or August Regal conversation. Those are the ones that I really love. And we also have a weekly email newsletter each and every Thursday. I send in a newsletter right to your inbox letting you know what's happening in the city and also give you a chance to win a ticket to your favorite concert. My name is Chetto. Thank you for listening to the Come Up Show podcast. I'll check you out next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.